had worship, there was dancing every time. And sometimes the choir will dance in with the pastors behind. And so I was in on the dance going in. So that's, Are you looking forward to that? that's a way to celebrate. It's a wonderful way to use your body to celebrate. So it's that time of year again. Start looking around because you're going to see webs on windows and white ghosts hanging from <coughs> doorposts and witches on brooms. And we are smiling at squirrely little kids and saying things stupid like, you little devil. And our culture has no clue. We know germs, though we don't see them, because medical science tells us they're real and we're careful. But we're not careful about the world of darkness as we need to be because it is absolutely real. And in fact, it is the reason why Jesus came. John says in 1 John 3, 8, listen to this. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. And if we play in this so-called imaginary world, we better be very careful because it's not a place to play in. We're not on a picnic. We're in a war. And the stakes are a lot higher than germs. The stakes are life and death. This is not unreal to an abused child of an alcoholic parent who is severely demonized and has very little personality. It's not unreal to a young adult who, who checked into the occult and now is in bondage. It's not unreal to an elderly lady who goes to bed every night tortured because she has unforgiveness for the people who hurt her. And so I want to talk about this world of darkness which Jesus came to overcome because I can play into the darkness if I'm not careful. I can be unaware of what's going on. And somebody that I counseled for three years, I didn't realize had been somehow demonized. So we want to uh, be sober. Peter says, be sober. And then he tells us how to deal with the powers of darkness. So millions, literally millions, need deliverance from the powers of darkness. Jesus started out his ministry by, by quoting from Isaiah 61. And you remember what he said. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and release to the oppressed to proclaim 
the year of the Lord's favor. So how did Jesus devastate the world of darkness? Think about it. How did Jesus come against the powers of darkness when he came? If you read the book of Mark, and if, if Nate is right, you can read it in 90 minutes. Two hours. Two hours, right around two hours. If you sat down and read it in one setting, which I highly recommend, you will find that much of the work that he did was, I saw Satan falling. He was losing power when you guys were out in my name casting out demons. Isn't that wonderful? That Satan's power is wrenched when we come against the powers of darkness in his name. Then he said, but, there's even one more wonderful thing to rejoice in. Rejoice on the positive side. Your names are written in heaven. So that's the first thing we do, just like Jesus, we cast out demons. Second thing, what did, what did I say he did? He, he walked in righteousness, so there was no place. So we do what we did today. We put on the armor of God. We've been given armor to come against this battle. We wrestle, but we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Paul made that clear. We wrestle, we have a fight, but it's not... A physical fight. And I'm sad to say that I suspect that some of my fights have been fights for someone where I didn't see clearly. I used to take Roy Jones with me when we'd go to a house when people would say, we got eerie things going on at night, at midnight. Have I told you this before? At midnight, uh, we got windows opening, we got creaking, we got sounds, we got shadows. Is that real? What, what, they're, what they're experiencing? Yeah. It is real. It is real. They had demons that were trying to scare them. And we would go over, and I'd, I don't have a gift of discernment. Roy Jones did. We'd walk into a store, and we'd walk out, and he'd say, oh, did you feel that? I said, no. <laughs> what did you feel? He said, that was not a good, good presence. And he, God gives some people, says in 1 Corinthians 12, the gift of discernment. We can discern the presence of darkness, and those people can help us. Roy Jones helped me, so we'd go, and it sounds strange, but he could sn he'd sniff them out. He could, he could feel the presence of darkness. He'd look over me, okay, and so I would anoint the doorposts throughout the house, and we'd leave, and it never happened again in We cleaned house, and we told the powers of darkness, you don't belong here, you have no place here, get out, stay out. So what are we to do then? We put on the breastplate of righteousness. Why? Because if we dabble in unrighteousness, we are in the darkness, and that's the devil's domain, and we'll find ourselves assaulted and, and maybe demonized. And so we don't mess. We put on the belt of truth. Why? Because Satan is what, is, what did Jesus say? He said he's a liar and so he invents. He's inventive of lies. He speaks lies to us like you don't have what it takes. You're not beautiful. You don't have a future. 
you might as well give up. You might as well commit suicide. You deserve all this stuff. He'll tell us lies. And in times of weakness, we'll believe it. When I used to drive in the mountains, I would hear a voice saying, just pull over. Just go over. Just, just go over. Now, what if I was in a place of deep darkness? I might do it. Like a junior high boy played with a revolver, played Russian roulette. He's not with us anymore. Just playing, you know, having fun. But Satan gave him that idea. Blew his brains out. So secondly, we put on the armor so we're not open to his deception, intimidation, accusation, or temptation. Those four things he comes at us with. He doesn't fight with physical weapons, but he fights. He accuses us, like he accused Job before God. He accuses you and says you're a crummy Christian. Or he'll tell you a lie that you believe, and if you believe them, you're in his domain. Or he will deceive you. He'll trick you. Or he'll uh, tempt you to fall away. He tried to tempt Jesus, and Jesus, of course, stood. And thirdly, we die. As Jesus died, we die. We die to ourselves. Jesus died so that we could live, but 1 Peter 2.18 says he died so we could die. When I got married, I didn't know I was supposed to die. And we had some tough going until I learned how to die to myself. And Karen would say, now Paul dies to himself. So we got a good marriage. We die. In our life, we need to learn how to die. We follow Jesus. If any man would come after me, let him. And what do you do with the cross? There's only one thing you do with it. Well, you can wear it, but they didn't know about wearing crosses. You die on crosses. When you said, take, when he said, deny yourself, take your cross, they went, ugh, ah, no. Because that's what they knew it as. It was a gruesome form of Roman punishment, hopefully, to tell people, don't you do that, or you'll be in the same place. So we die to ourselves. That's how we defeat. The darkness. John said they overcame him. See, say it with me. By the and the and unto the death. If we're willing to die, it's not a matter of survive or not survive. It's a matter of obey or not obey. And that may mean death. And in Iran today, when husbands and wives part from each other, they're sometimes saying, honey, if I don't see you tonight, stay with Christ. Don't deny Christ. Because they're, they're growing. They're, they're multiplying in Iran. The church is exploding, but they're fighting back. They're killing them when they can. So, 
Peter, he didn't get that at first. He had another idea. We're on the winning team. Let's, uh, let's go for it. And he didn't want to suffer. But when he got it, he really got it. And in, his, in the fifth chapter, he's, he says, uh, verse 6, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And then this is what he says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. And here's what I want to say to our culture that is not sober-minded. Your adversary, okay, he's going to name three, three ways he, he calls Satan. First, he calls him an adversary. That means he's not on the same team, right? That means he's opposing you and he's opposing me. He wants to get me out of the game. If he succeeds, he'll neutralize me. Your adversary, your opponent, the devil, Devil means slander. He'll do whatever he can do. He'll say whatever he can say to get you out of the battle so that you're neutralized. He's a slander. And then he prowls about like a... So he's not just a lion. He's roaring. And he's intimidating us if he can. He's a lion. And he's not in his cave. He's out and about. He's growling. He's aggressive. And he's going for it. And he wants to take people out. And he's taking young adults out by the truckloads. By saying that this is okay. You can do what you want to do. Doesn't matter. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb, the word of the testimony. They loved not their lives, even to death. And so we defeat him by recognizing he's, a, he's an adversary, he's the devil, and he's a, a, a roaring lion. And then he goes on to say, resist him firm in your faith. So how do we resist him? We're firm in our faith knowing that the same suffering is, is required of your brothers throughout the world, so that it, there is going to be suffering, there is going to be hardship. Uh, resistance in Paul was a position of standing. He used the word stand four times in talking about fighting the enemy. We take our stand, and we're not going to listen to his lies. We're not going to listen to his suggestions. We're not going to be responding to him. If we recognize, we resist him. So how do we then, if, if we're doing this for others, I would, I would, I would guess that most of you have not uh, dealt with this and, and helped people to be free from the powers of darkness. And I haven't done it, I think, as much as I think the Lord is calling me to. To do, how do we discern if someone might be demonized? What do we look for? We look for compulsive behavior that's over and over again. We look for the inability to function 
we look sometimes for shame that is so, there's so much shame that shame disappears. Like the, the Gadarean that Jesus uh, freed from the powers of darkness. How was he clothed? He wasn't. He, he was naked. And that's, that's a clue that uh, he's not wearing any clothes. Why? Because he's ashamed? He's ashamed to the point that he has no shame. And if you see compulsive behavior, that may indicate a sign of infiltration. What other things might we look for that could indicate that a person is uh, in darkness? I was talking to a girl, and she couldn't look at me. She could not look at me. And she was definitely demonized. She couldn't smile. There, there was, it was a compulsive smile. And it, laughter is compulsive. The personality is distorted. Satan takes away people's personality. He robs them of, of a personality, so they're not free anymore. They're, they're, uh, their behavior is compulsive. Uh, family tree, heritage, messed up, really messed up. That often brings an assault on the children. Yeah. Wouldn't you say there's a difference too between like a harassing spirit versus a spirit that's um, owning or something? I mean, there's a distinction there too. I mean, we can all end up sort of harassed by a spirit versus mm -hmm. what you're talking about is. Yeah, there's levels, and, and Scripture doesn't always clarify what it is. It, it used the word demonized, and so that's the word I use. That does not mean for a Christian that Satan is in their bodies and controlling them. It means they're under influence of the enemy, and it affects them to some degree. But the Bible says Satan entered Judas. He wanted money more than a man who proved his love to him for three years. And he chose money and power, and he got it for a moment. But then he realized what he did, and he took his life, which is what sometimes happens. I'm not saying everybody that takes their own life is demonized, but it, it, uh, it, Satan will tell people. He tells people. He's here to, Jesus said, the thief comes only to lie kill, and destroy. So he wants to destroy people. Why? So he can get back at God. Get back at God. He hates what God did to him. God threw him out. He chose Jesus. He was, he was the shining one. He was Lucifer. And now he's the prince of darkness. There's no light in him. He can't tell the truth. He can't walk in truth. He has, there's no light. Close your eyes for a second. Now keep your eyes closed. Now, imagine hell. It is outer darkness. It is the grossest darkness. So this is hell. I've heard people say, I'd rather be in hell with my friends. You won't be with your friends. You won't see your friends. All you'll hear will screeches in the darkness because you can't see anything. You, you, you can't go anywhere. It was dark for three days in Egypt. It was one of the plagues. And imagine a plague like that. It 
completely devastates the land because you can't do anything. You can't go anywhere, even if you know your way around. It's terrible. Outer darkness. And we live in light, fullness of light, and there's no light bulbs because the sun is the light in the heavens. Mm. It makes me just want the light and not want to live in the darkness. So what do we do if we, if we, uh, if we see signs? Oh, yes, open your eyes. You're so obedient. <laughs> yeah, if we see signs of infiltration, and you will, and you have authority to come against it. And how you say it may be important because they may be freaked out if you say, I think you're uh, demonized. Uh, you could say, I, I, I think there is some darkness here that God wants to deal with. I think there's, God wants to help you to overcome things in your life. I went to a church once, and the pastor said, would you pray for a gal? We think that she's been overcome by powers of darkness. And it, uh, it was obvious that it was. She wasn't free. She couldn't look at me. And uh, she told her story, and I said, that's incredibly sad. She was abused by multiple men, and uh, she had unforgiveness. And after many, a uh, long time, she was willing to acknowledge that she hadn't forgiven and she wanted to forgive. She couldn't get the words out for 20 minutes. She agreed that she had to do it, and she couldn't say, I forgive. She could not. And they were trying to keep her, choke her from saying it. The moment the words came out, I forgive. Her face lit up. I mean lit up. She could look at me, and there was peace, and the garbage was gone. The, the unforgiveness was gone. And it was easy then to say, I, I think the demons already left, because they, they knew they couldn't stay now. And she was set free. She was set free by Jesus Christ. So I want to pray for us as a community that we will be able to walk in this area. This is not an area that we're, we know a lot about. I'm with you. So I want to, I want to be ready to walk into this, to, to, to fight the fight of faith, and to do what the disciples did. Book of Acts, they cast out demons. That's for us to do. You, you, Can I just share one quick thing? On the outer darkness, I heard it explained once. We don't get that, like, what's outer darkness? Well, because in, in then, people lived in uh, walled cities, and there were lots of wild animals outside, and there were no street lights. The only lights were inside. If you were punished and cast out, you're pretty much going to be breakfast, lunch, or dinner for 40 hours. Mm -hmm. And the darkness, of, like, if you go way up north, and it's just, wow, it's so dark. That's what it was like then. So the outer darkness wasn't, you were out from the people that were cut off for protection. You were outside of protection, and you were way out, and you were in a dangerous, dangerous Yeah, situation. yeah. So it, it just had a different connotation. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. 
kind of got into the business. And um, and I heard someone say, you, you know, focus so much on the skill. You know, people who are good at science, um, science folks or mathematics, they don't spend 20% of their study on math. And so the point being, when we explain the doctrines, we are so grounded in the matter that the doctrines can matter. And I just a quick question on the gaming list. Yes. So that really encouraged me that it wasn't about spending the money or going into debt. We all, we all carry the light. So when we encounter the doctrine, we want to have, we've already got it. That's really good. If you open a door into a closet, the light, light is aggressive. Darkness is not aggressive. Light goes into the dark. The darkness doesn't shoot out into the light. It's just a physical reality. And it's also a spiritual reality. Light wins over the darkness. Let your light so shine. So, Father, we thank you that Jesus has totally devastated the darkness. And Satan knows that his time is short, and he's panicking because his time is short. And he'd like to take a few more out before his time comes to an end and he is thrust into outer darkness. We thank you that we are children of the light, and we want to walk as children of the light. We don't want to be overcome or to be freaked out by this reality. It is absolutely true. It's, the, it's in the book. And so we stand in the light and in the righteousness of Christ. And I pray, Father, that you would give us discernment to know when we may be dealing not just with a person with a personality disorder, but we are dealing with the darkness and need to help this person be set free. As Jesus came, he said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Anoint me to bring release to the captive. And so, Lord, for those that are in captivity, send them our way. We thank you that you give us authority in the name of Jesus over the darkness. And so we proclaim you, Jesus, as our Lord, as our King, as the one who died to devastate the powers of darkness and bring us into the light. We bless your holy name.
And so the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.